halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fucked it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor. Hi, I'm Camilo Fantasia. And this is Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. And it's another two-hander. No Jen. No Jen. Jen. Hooky. We're not allowed to say hook K E R anymore. Hook hooker. hooker. Yeah. She's playing she's playing sex worker. It's 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 a it's a different word, actually. So yeah, I think we're for fine. all I know, she is. <laughs> to be perfectly honest. In Jen's wildest <laughs> fantasies. <laughs> what if she did have? What if she's kind of like pulled the wall over her eyes with this whole like Oh, I'm so chaste and pure. Exactly. And she's In actually our like, wildest fantasies, I should say. She's actually like pimping herself out like 10 clients a night. I hope she, first of all, is would be her own pimp. I know that she would be very concerned about like pay equitability mm. and unionizing and all of that. So I feel like she would get paid. She would be taking, you know, the the entire cut most of the cut if not the entire cut and like be advocating for other sex workers that's really beautiful that I would think- be that would be the primary reason she does it not for the carnal pleasures or the money but to be an advocate yeah the, i could see that yes for this Jen will let us know what she thinks when she hears this <laughs> <laughs> um and let's remember to ask her what how she feels about the reverse cowboy or is it reverse cowgirl? I guess it's reverse cowgirl. I think it's cowgirl. Yeah. But um, unless the cowboys, I mean, knock yourself out, do the reverse cowboy too. But really, I guess we think about the reverse cowgirl more than cowboy because the of the weight bearing. Style. Well, no, because of who's bearing the weight in the situation and who there is. Yes, there are some sexist assumptions that go along with that. Mm-hmm that men must be bigger and women smaller and uh, that's bs so whatever reverse cowgirl reverse cowboy reverse cow person reverse cow i don't care you just do it have fun that's, out there that sounds like a yoga pose reverse cow yes oh i love it speaking of selling your body we're actually we're talking about that before we started recording as to whether we oh, are not selling, but giving away our internal organs when we pass away. It was getting pretty dark. And um, we both had had uh, agreed that we both signed our donor card, which I think is very important on our on our driver's license mm-hmm. licenses. And I think that it's super important that everybody do that if they can. Um, I feel like... Who can't? There's a strain. Hmm? Who can't? Somebody who's just everybody can. Everybody are... can. Yeah. But I, I feel like there's a strain of person that's like, if I sign this, I'll die. You oh. know that kind of person. Yeah. 
I, I know the kind of person that says, if I sign this, I'm going to hell because my body's supposed to go into the ground. Oh, yeah, there's and, that. I mean, okay, so I guess that's what I mean by if you can. If your religious ideas and <sighs> rules preclude you from doing this, then I guess don't do it. But there's also a certain kind of person that's just kind of irrational. <laughs> <laughs> Is there? Uh, um, yeah, I don't know about that person. I don't know that person. I've never, I never met that person. But no, um, I'm saying that because... I have a little bit of the streak of that. Like, oh my God, if I sign this, will I die? I, I mean, maybe, but what if I don't sign it and I die? And had I found out about the fact that all of these sexy ass organs went to waste, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'd be really pissed. So I signed it. I think that, I think that's smart. I mean, it's not Final Destination, the movie, you know, it's not like you sign this and now you can't avoid death. No oh, what you I, do. Oh, I hope it's not like that. Death. Wait a minute. There's an asterisk on my driver's license. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like Final Destination, the movie. If you sign this, you can't avoid death. That's what it said. Damn it. Well, it's done. But I was going to tell you about this other thing I saw because I was going down internet rabbit holes, as one does, and often often they're about death and i was reading about um whether your cats or dogs will eat your body mm -hmm. if you die mm -hmm. um and it turns out that uh cats i think are more likely to eat your body than dogs yeah they don't, but, eat, I mean, they don't give a shit they'll start with your eyes but you know, whatever. It's just if you're locked away and you do like in in some New York City apartment and and literally they haven't had food. I mean, they'll they'll wait a couple of days. But this led me down a rabbit hole. Oh God, I have a friend who decides <laughs> to text me five million times <laughs> right during this record. Hi, buddy. I love you. Um. So. I went down this rabbit hole about this research center somewhere in the desert. I don't know if it's like California somewhere or Nevada, but they study human decomposition mm. and there were pictures. There were pictures, dude. Mm -hmm. And they have these, and I couldn't believe these were real pictures, but they were. And they just have the bodies out there in the land and they track the animals that come and gnaw on them and they track like packs of wild cats. I don't think that these people specifically signed up for this in particular. They might've been people whose bodies were just kind of left and yeah. by default, um, the state or the government can do what they want. I, I don't know. It's a scary thought. There's their um, bodies that in the past would have gone into just a mass grave. You know, what was it, like a, pauper's, um, a pauper's cemetery or whatever. maybe grave diggers. Well, that would be weird. You'd think you'd get the inside scoop on like shit if you're yeah. a grave digger. You know what I mean? But yeah. um, anyway, yeah, these people's bodies. I saw the pictures and video. There was video, too. <laughs> and I just watched because I couldn't look away. I don't want to end up like that. But um. The, but this is, but it actually, it's useful. In, I mean, they're not just doing it for kicks. Like, no, I think, no, no. I, it's I think research. part of it is like find, figuring out how how long, when, when they find a decomposed body, then they'll know how long it's been exposed to the elements or what kind of 
creatures might have been nibbling on the on the and toes how, and and how soon your cat will eat you will <laughs> eat your face do you yeah. think they have like different rooms where it's different animals like they just try to figure out because a chimp would probably go at you like within 30 minutes well this was you know nevada or something so there weren't just chimps <laughs> roaming around um but it was outside um i can send you this video camilio uh this and this article article i i've seen so many gnarly things in movies at this point that maybe i think i can handle it okay i'm gonna send it to you i'll find it um the thing is it doesn't it doesn't bother me like wow let's talk about the Dahmer netflix stuff like that that really really bothers me i mean i know it happened sorry side note yeah tangent I know it happened and um, people... real, real quick cliff notes. This guy, serial killer, ate his victims. Stop. I mean, not everybody might know. It is Stop him. Stop right? with the time capsule for the year 2700 for the for who, whomever might not know who Jeffrey Dahmer is. I everybody people, listening I knows. Think, I think people. some people live in a protective bubble where they don't know and don't want to know about these things. And now they do. Well, Okay, yes, he ate people. He was a cannibal. He's dead now, and um, that's great. Um, but there's a whole, is it a movie or a series? In any case, I'm not going to watch. I think that's, I just think it's. Uh, this particular just, series has been accused you, of glamorizing, case, kind of glamorizing him. Prurient, glamorizing the deaths of lgbtqia people particularly those of color um and it's it's gross um and who's making money off of this are they giving uh, money to the victims uh are they are they doing any good with this or is this just like some hollywood execs um pumping out more sensationalist content i'm this, i'm not here for it and i'm not watching Netflix is like they almost all, all of their top shows are some kind of true crime thing. At this point. Well, yeah. I, and I get that it's really um, popular and we've yeah. talked about it before. I listened to a couple of true crime podcasts, but the ones that I think are really good and the ones that I really gravitate towards uh, like Kindle Ray, I think I mentioned her, she actually helps to solve cold cases and has helped to solve quite a few of them by bringing awareness to them and resources so otherwise yeah, what are we doing just learning about people getting murdered it's it's a little creepy it's yes. a little problematic but anyway i'm fine with the people out in the desert getting eaten by cats because <laughs> it's science you know what i mean but hold on if they're just lying out in the desert, what are these like feral cats, or is it the yes, local, like yes. mountain oh. mountain lions or something? Oh, oh, baby, you're getting the video, and you said you were fine with it, so don't come crying to me uh, later. You're yeah. getting it. Is it is it yeah. like fast forward, like sort of um, when you time lapse? Is it time lapse video, or do I have to no, watch it's, it's, it's literally moment? No, it's like night vision camera. And so it's like gray and the cat comes up and it's just a body there. And you're like, this can't be a real dead body. And then you realize it, it really fucking is. And it's like, <laughs> it's just so bad. And the, the cats come up and like, 
take a little nibble and just keep nibbling. And I just couldn't look away. I'm like, this is what am I, am I a sicko for doing this? But then I think again, it's science. It's yeah. science. At some point, you know, God forbid something happens to me early. I've signed my driver's license. You know, at some point they might scoop out my eyeballs or, or, or any of my internal organs and, and plop it in someone else's body. And that's kind of gruesome in its own way. Maybe not as much as cats nibbling on you in the desert, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Hello, is anybody out there still listening? Hello. <laughs> 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 They're all, everybody's returning their adopted cats to the shelter <laughs> after this. All our yeah. best kind of listeners are, are listening. That's right. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I don't know. I think those, those people, it's like you're, like dealer's choice. Do you want to be end up in the desert and being nibbled by cats, or do you want to be like on a operating table in a medical school, like with a hundred students watching the the professor like cut cut you open for lessons? Which choice, Kim? If you had to choose one of those two, um, the <laughs> students. Although I do, I have to tell you about this time where I went to. I was young and I went to like a health clinic and um got a pelvic exam and there was a student in there no one asked for my permission there was just a scared looking like 19 year old in the corner with a clipboard looking at my vagina a woman i don't think so oh I don't think so. And this was in New York, although this has been a long time ago. I was young, but but it was appalling enough that I was like, well, I, you know, I had other things on my mind. I just needed to get this done, whatever. But it was very strange. But yeah. yeah, that was. That doesn't seem like the kind of thing you'd want to be happening. Then again, how many people are in the room when you get a colonoscopy, I wonder? Um, <laughs> especially, especially when you're how under. Is it just the people working on your actual. Especially procedure. when you go, you go under. How many people do you think come in and out of the room and they're like, check out this weird anus? Have you have you not seen like there's been a couple videos going around about really weird bad shit that happens while people are under, and it ranges from talking about like um, what you know what a fat ass somebody has and a really. <gasps> shitty way to assault and some of it's quite scary um i have always wondered about that and then i started seeing the videos and i'm like oh okay well never never ever have any surgery that's that's all <laughs> well we know i mean there was at least one super creepy dentist that was arrested for, for oh right doing thing when the mouth was like open and anyway. oh no that's enough <laughs> Um, so bad. by the way, I, I, I want to say that I'm actually the opposite. Like I want to become one with nature. So I'd rather just be sort of shrivel up in the Nevada sun and be, you know, a tasty treat for some wild creatures. That's, Are you sure? that's, that's more in keeping with like what I'm interested in, you know, like I, I like the idea of those getting buried and then a tree gets planted on top of you or whatever. I'm down. Those, those like. Like, I don't want any chemicals in my body to preserve me for no particular reason. Well, um, you have touched on something we've kind of mentioned in the past, which is green burials. Yeah. And exactly. I think it's an awesome thing to consider, consider 
before you die that you don't actually have to be buried with all those chemicals, even though our society makes you think that um, your body can be kept at home for a little while. The family can sit and like mourn it, wash it. Um, you can be buried in a like reed basket directly mm -hmm. in the ground. You don't have to be um, embalmed at all. So those are all things. And you could become like a tree or something fancy. There's all of those kinds of um, options that you can look into. But yeah, it's something to consider. I want to become an aspen because an aspen forest is one organism. So I could like expand into like an entire forest. Like a whole forest ecosystem. That's right. That would That's be pretty me. cool. Mm-hmm. So if you come and you like cut down one of my aspen, I'm gonna fuck with you. Like I'm gonna get you lost in that aspen. I'm gonna start moving trees around or something. I like love the thought tangle of you that. up. It's copyright, like copyright we... movie horror movie concept. TM TM ding. Uh, uh, intern, could you could you intern. start proceedings? Tina, Tina too. Tina, Tina too. Do you? I know people don't want to hear about dreams, but do you have? fictional scenarios in your dreams that you go back to again and again. So that world becomes more and more realized, even though it doesn't exist. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, if well, God mean, damn it. I'm not unique. Well, sorry. <laughs> Maybe we're unique. Okay. Can you share that with me? Um, <laughs> there are certain recurring themes um, for a while. I mean, I had so dozens of dreams about, tornadoes which is a really common sort of dream symbol but i mean it was definitely recurring and it would be and sometimes i would be scared sometimes not sometimes i'd be in a car speeding away drinking champagne sometimes i'd be in like a wild west like cellar somewhere with people i didn't know and it was always like there's a storm of ruin and you look oh. outside and there's a twisty funnel cloud and that is like something that I grew up with like I grew up in Hurricane Alley so that's I guess really imprinted into my mm -hmm. psyche um my question is a little bit different though okay please let me know I'm talking about the locales like I frequently go back in my dreams to this factory hmm. that it makes no sense like I've never been in a factory like that but it's very detailed and it like recurs in my dreams Oh, it's past like life memory, one hundred percent. What kind of what kind of um, warehouse was it? It's like a chemical warehouse, usually. Although it's a little more fluid, what's going on there? That's interesting. I do think I have that, although I can't really pick it out off the top of my brain. But yeah. I do think that there. Oh, oh, oh! I do remember. Do you ever remember having remembered something but don't actually remember it? You know what I mean? I remember having had a recurring dream of a place and it was a barn that was on fire. So yes, I don't actually really recall the memory itself. I do remember that I had this dream, I talked about this dream. I woke up, you know, having the, you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. So it was like, yeah, it's, it's random. Like there's no experience I have in my life that has anything to do with that. And it was, um, something some a dream that i had when i was younger and it was like a barn on fire people running and screaming and and 
So exactly. yeah, because that's what I mean. It's like you're dreaming and you're like, oh, I'm back here again. Or yeah. this place yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. Even though it's not a place for my life. Anyway, I, I had one last night and that's why it's like the forefront of my mind. It's You were in the chemical factory? No, I had another one, but I can't remember which one because I have various locales. There's like a town that's kind of like the town I grew up in, but it's not. It's its own specific different town um, that cool. I go to a lot in dreams. Do you think there'll ever be a point where they'll figure out what well, we always talk about VR technology and all that, well, where they'll be able to, I don't know, splice into your brain and monitor dreams or yeah, turn them into visual impulses? that we can I, all watch i would freaking love that wouldn't that be cool yeah can you imagine the whole like people say oh it's not interesting to tell your dreams but but watching them wouldn't that be riveting? oh my god <laughs> that would, it would be, be so cray cray all my instagram stories would be like this is the cool dream i had last night <laughs> you know i have <laughs> i have a hunch though that everybody thinks their dreams are so cool and so fantastical and that's maybe just everybody's dreams are like that it's just a hunch what no there's the people who are like i don't dream i don't remember any of them like obviously well, they, they don't do dream, remember it but they don't remember them so this would be like a joy for them to see what the hell we're talking about those are that's true that's true if you don't ever remember any of your dreams i always do but it's delayed it's always in the middle of the day like oh i'm eating a pomegranate and i'm like oh my god flames pomegranate hell persephone spring oh yes i was like walking through an orchard in the spring like it'll be like that that's it'll be um kind of like by association with something i'm doing and then i'll have recall of a dream wow for me i don't think that happens i think if i don't really? wake up and sort of sit there for a moment and be like okay i want to remember this because i wake up during the dream i don't think i'd remember it later if i didn't consciously make an effort to remember it I do all the time. But do you ever... You're a I've fucking regular like, Proust. I I am. Yes. Oh, the scent of an orange takes me back to that dream I had <laughs> in my childhood. Well, but it... Or the, just the dream I had 45 minutes ago when I was sleeping. But I have... Have you ever had the kind of experience where you're thinking too hard about it? I think someone, not Proust, has written about that phenomenon. A dream is so fleeting. If you think about it kind of directly on, it, it dissipates. But if you sort of think around it. Whoa, I don't you know. You can, I, it, it will, it will, the, the memories will come flooding back. If you think around it, what? How, if you think about, if you think about it too hard and directly, it just seems to, it just seems to dissipate into thin air. But if you just kind of like, mm, I don't know, there's something about like, trying so hard to remember the the memory of the dream that makes it go away that's huh. all i can that's that's the only way i know how to put it that is if very... anybody knows what the hell i'm talking about which wow i'd be so happy if anyone ever did please do write, do write us and 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 let us know I your really... dream expert etc please oh, that would be fantastic i've really been neglecting training myself to lucid dream because i want to influence my anxious dreams Oh. And uh, one of the, and I so I looked up techniques to. Oh, I know dream. these. You know these, okay? Like, yes. what's one that you can think of? One that you can think of is that look in the room where you are, just whenever, and see if you can read words. 
Oh, I didn't see if that you, one in the list I if read. If you can, well, the thing is, um, a lot of people say they can't read words during dreams. But I can, I can read whole passages, but sometimes that happens for people who, A, read a lot, write a lot, or just are really, like, uh, word-based. But that is one thing, one that I've read. Mm. Uh, look, at the, look at the clock um, and see yeah. if the time is right. Look in the mirror and see yes. if the face becomes distorted. Mm-hmm. Right? Here's um, one that I remember, which is like, touch the wall and say, I'm awake. I'm awake and sort of feel the wall a little bit. And in a dream, <laughs> you shouldn't be able to touch things and feel touch. Exactly. But what people might not be getting from this is that you have to do this while Every you're day. awake. Yeah, every, every day. day. Like that's the while, thing. While you're awake or while you're asleep. You get and, into the habit of doing it while you're awake and then you'll do it while you're asleep. And that's when you figure out, oh, I'm dreaming. Yeah. But you you have to do it while you're awake. Even if you're if you're one thousand percent sure that you are in real life and awake, you have to do it. And that's yeah. why it works. And you have to do it enough times that it in, infiltrates your dreams. Yes. That would be life-changing for me to be able to interact in my dreams and be like, this is a stupid decision or, you know, I'm going to take control of this narrative now. So you're so many anxious dreams. It would really change my life. Your thesis is that if you could control your dreams then you could revisit um, anxiety provoking situations and change the outcome. Change the outcome or just not get into the situations or, you know, and that would help you in your everyday real life. And that would somehow help you in a situation that's already come to pass. Yeah, I think I just it would just help me feel more rested, I think. I hmm. I don't think know. It's possible. I don't know. It's another thing that my therapist said, hey, look into this and see if it interests you, since you're having so many anxiety-based dreams. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's an interesting realm possibility. Definitely. Hey, should we dive into our topic for uh, this week. Hey, yeah, let's do it. All right. This is a song for a random feature. What's it about? Whatever we feel like. Might remind you of your middle school teacher. With info that's useful. Uh, nah, psych. This time, oh boy. I went to some serious source material kim this is i know some credible shit (laughs) i mean this is from the venerable the highly respected the unimpeachable journals of gerontology (laughs) yeah the scintillating (laughs) you forgot the highly sexually (laughs) attractive journals (laughs) journals <laughs> of gerontology can you imagine journals of gerontology has like sexiest gerontology person of the year every year probably um, they might <laughs> it might be one of the researchers it might be i don't know a random old person they found um i think that would be cool it would be very cool absolutely so first this This study starts on a real sour note. Oh, name of the study. Uh, It would be helpful if I should mention that, which is something that interested me because I've been thinking, I think about it as I age, which is 
risk-taking differences across the adult lifespan, a question of age and domain. I don't know what domain means, but okay. This is, <laughs> this is thanks to the uh, great efforts, because a lot of research of Jonathan J. Rolison, Yaniv Hanok, Stacy Wood, and Piju Liu. So a, a nice like Yay, oh, team. A, a nice little like Benetton ad co a combination of people there. Yes, very the diversity. We're yeah. loving it. So this this article gets off on a pretty sour note because the first line is about how for his 85th birthday, George H.W. Bush uh skydived. And I didn't yeah, I, I didn't read necessarily want to read about George W. Bush in this study, but uh HW, excuse me. But he was fine. At least it's not W, but it's anyway. But so, um, what we know so far is this study is by Republicans. Great. Good to know. Pretty much so. Republican fans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's really a MAGA study. Oh, I think it's always Jesus. it's always now we know that the Bushes and MAGA are bitter enemies, probably more yeah. than Democrats and MAGA. So basically, the study researched how risk averse we are relating to our age and yeah. i mean what's the sort of the top of mind conclusion that you would draw kim if you hadn't read any of this if you just used your common sense i, I read the like the you know the little what do they call it the abstract it's yeah. like four lines so but <laughs> even if i hadn't read that and it had shed a tiny amount of light on the subject i would I would posit that we take more risk when we're young and that it just drops off gradually as we age until we die. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that is generally true broadly, but there's kind of a couple of, so we can just lay all that aside. Yeah. But there's a couple of points that I found kind of interesting that are, are a little bit of outliers and it's, um, the social comfort and social situations actually peaks in our age, at our age, in middle age. Yeah. So actually younger people are less socially skilled. We know that. But one thing that interested me is that people's uh, comfort in social situations and meeting new people and being in new social situations really declines as they age. Mm. And I don't like that because I don't, want that do you i mean do you agree with the premise like right now you are the most comfortable in a multiplicity of social new social situations or no more than when you were younger in some ways um, i don't i don't know uh i think this sort of runs runs alongside like one's comfort level with themselves mm -hmm. i don't know if i feel the most comfortable i've ever felt around other people like I, if anything, I went from being an extreme extrovert to sort of an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert. So I'm not, I'm not sure hmm. if that's the case or not, but I would say I'm the most comfortable I am or I have ever been with myself for what it's worth. And you don't think that that doesn't pair with because you're more comfortable with yourself, you can navigate social situations more easily because you're not sort of insecure about how you're presenting yourself as much as you might have been in the past uh well i guess it i guess we have to get really specific about the what the question is i think i have i'm more capable i'm better equipped to handle 
social situations, but I am in some situations less likely to want to do so, despite that fact. I'd rather just be with me and my things and the people that I choose. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that that's a point that they really address. Hmm. So because, but I, you raise a really good point. I mean, I also don't want to go to a club and meet 20 people every Friday and Saturday, you know? Right. But do you used well, I yeah. used to, but I'm much better at navigating situations that have made me really uncomfortable. Like my first reaction to this thing was like, oh, this is true because especially now living in middle America, I do interact with people who I don't necessarily share some values or beliefs yeah. values, maybe yes, but beliefs or, or even, you know, a culture of like, uh, like worth it, worshiping athletic teams and stuff where I have yeah. very, very little, if nothing to contribute. Uh, th- I mean, this would have been a nightmare for me when I was younger. And now I just try to find something else, you know, to chat about or integrate myself in a, in that kind of social situation and just be fit in in my own way. Yeah, I think there's um what is the word for that? I mean, it's um well, you're, you're No, it's more like um when you oh, it's you're easygoing, but you sort of like um are able to allow people to What is I don't know, I'm just throwing out words. I said adaptability. I Um close. It's like you're able to let people be who they are and just not feel that much of a stake in it um and also like and also not like avoid i mean i do still look i'll be honest i might be in some social situations and as you know i do a lot of networking yes yay for networking (laughs) and i've been in a lot of social situations where i will sometimes judge i'll look at a, a gaggle of two or three people talking and I'll be like, I'm not going to go. I can tell just by looking at them, I have nothing in common, but I'm also more willing to overcome that sometimes depending on the day and be like, just go and see, you know, see what you probably have something in common. Absolutely. And and if not, people That's... almost unilaterally find my story interesting. <laughs> so if I have to, you know, if I have to control the narrative in that group, because once you say like, I grew up in Spain, whatever, most, most people are like, oh, that's interesting. And you're like, yeah, I'm fascinating. Like, let me tell you a little bit more about me. Yeah. To those Midwesterners, yeah. especially. <laughs> but all to say that I kind of agreed with the, the the basic premise there, but I also agree with what you said, which is that, yeah, we don't feel compelled to interact with people all the time. And like nesting is more appealing yeah just sort of sort of curating your environment more closely um and and having a little greater control over it of of what's around you and who's around you i think that's become a a little bit more of my psyche than it used to be and Um, saying no right yeah and saying no i say no constantly It's, it's awesome um it makes you more desirable right also (laughs) Uh, that's what they say (laughs) 
but, um, but yeah, what I didn't the like the store will call me and they'll say, look, we have your delivery. And I'll be like, no. <laughs> and they'll be like, well, but bitch, you scheduled it. I don't care. And like, well, <laughs> we're giving you your groceries. We are bringing them by. <laughs> and you're like, you I'm having a me day. Don't yeah, they dare. can't get enough of me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't like about this assessment, though, is that this kind of is a on the on the graphs because there are graphs in this study. Oh boy, are there graphs? Oh, yeah. Science. This is, this is this is an educational podcast. Everybody, you knew what you were getting into. Yeah, it's kind of 100. a U shape, and like so. In you know, when you're younger, you're less likely to be comfortable in alien social situations. When you're middle age, you're best at navigating that. But then, as you get older it declines again. And I don't want that. So I want to keep that muscle like alive. You know what I mean? What do you think? Like, I don't want to be a weird, reclusive, is. reclusive old person. Like I Neither want to be putting I. myself out there. Yeah. I, I feel like um, I could be a reclusive older, old person. If I let myself become that, I don't want to be. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you think the, the antidote to this sort of curve of, becoming crotchety and alone is i think you just have to like keep it back of mind that this could happen and you have to actively make an effort to not do that i think my mom's a really good example i don't know about your parents but but um my mom has a pretty <laughs> active social life yeah your mom your mom's cool mom <laughs> cool mom hi tina my Love mom you, wears tina. my mom wears a pink track suits and she's like the cool mom <laughs> the mean girls i love it like, hey <laughs> hey guys i know you're doing your podcast but i made some cocktails for you <laughs> mom we're 15 that's okay i'm we'll a cool mom <laughs> <laughs> we love you gina oh, god uh, another interesting part to me anyway of this study was about ethical behavior mm. And um, that in terms of ethical risks, which they they describe as things like risky tax related and financial ac activities, mm. like taking some questionable deductions on your income tax return and not returning a wallet you found that contains two hundred dollars. Oh, shame that, on you if you've ever done that. That you do become more ethical as you grow older. So li listen, I'm not going to ask you what shady things you're doing on your tax return, and please don't ask me either. I will not. Put it, <laughs> I will not. I will not put it on audio. For the record, my taxes are totally above board. Just I'm sure they are. Yeah, quite sure. So I give because I'm. I give to the state because I'm a good little socialist boy. Um. And I want my money to go into a military arsenal to defend Ukraine. <laughs> That's it. my priority. No. So, but there's other things on this list that like are like uh, having an affair with a married man, woman, and passing off somebody else's work as your own, which I was shocked. Apparently for things like that, Actually, the chance of getting caught or being judged by your peers is a far greater factor and age, not so much. So huh. what, what do you so think about really that? it's really not about being a good person or that changing or with age at all. You're about as shitty as you ever were, but mm -hmm. the way that you 
calculate the risk changes with age. Apparently, yeah. But with some things, you might not at all, depending on how much you think you're going to get caught. It it seems like if you're going to cheat on your taxes or whatever, push the you know push the truth a little bit. That as you get older, you do you do get more fearful, maybe because you don't want to fuck up your finances because you're older. But cheating, um, this kind of cheating thing seems to be more contextual and peer based and getting. It's, that's interesting, though, but that's sort of just leaving out the possibility that anybody might want to avoid those things because they might think that they're inherently wrong, you know? Um, I, though the things that you listed, you listed some bad stuff. I happen to put them kind of in different categories. I, I will say mm-hmm. they're, they're generally bad things. Okay. Cheating on your taxes. Okay. Uh, I think that's bad because, um, I do believe in like the social fabric and that it's not just about us and that I know that taxes go to programs that help other people. So I do think that that's wrong. Cheating on a spouse, I think that's a totally different kind of wrong, you know? And I do think, I don't think it's black and white. Um, But but you do think that those $200 are freaking yours, finders keepers. No, God, that wouldn't, that has to be the worst one of all. I cannot tell you how many phones, wallets, random shit I've gone out of my way to return. And I mean, all over the New York City, like in New York tri-state area. And I don't believe I've ever, I've lost like 50 phones, never gotten one of them back. Not one, not one. No. So karma, that's a different discussion, but it obviously <laughs> doesn't exist or it's very delayed. Um, are, never isn't karma was. just accumulating? You're accumulating karma, but for like the next life, if that's what you believe. Maybe, right? maybe, like, maybe I'm just like on the wrong timeline. <laughs> I um, and I'll, most of the other things on this study are are pretty obvious. I mean, men are more willing to be risky with their money overall. Mm-hmm. And, but but as we age, it narrows. Like they become less and less risky and start matching women. More yeah, and then I think I read that at a certain point, as they become older, women are more likely to take risks than men financially. Yeah, yeah, that's which I I thought was surprising actually. I think I think that's cool actually. Yeah, I think women are like at a baseline, and then men are a higher risk level, but then it goes below women at a certain point. Hmm. Um, but then it doesn't change that much for women and women of course are more likely to go to the doctor which i think is a well-established non-controversial fact yeah probably because you gotta right i don't know i don't think we gotta any more than men gotta men gotta take care of stuff too Um, like if you don't take care of the downstairs like isn't that it can it can go horribly awry yeah for sure I think I think there's just more pressing things like if you don't take from experience, you know, being perimenopausal and having just things go haywire around around that area. It's hard to ignore. It causes more complications for your everyday life, whereas you could just ignore your prostate and just die one night and just without really much having happened, we would have 
bled everywhere, you know, just yelled at everyone we knew, um, murdered someone possibly in the worst case scenario. So it's just something you kind of have to attend to. It's more pressing. It yeah. depends. It demands more attention. Yeah. Although I will tell you, that's my, that's my theory. Don't want. Don't send me hate mail or send us hate mail. Whatever. Send us mail. Email send us. Send us mail. Tell us like how frequently do you go to the doctor? I am. Um, I will say though that vanity is one of the like motivations that drove me to the doctor last time because two of my nails had gotten all like skanky. Oh right, I remember like, your toenails. Mustard. Yeah, they were like a horrible sort of oh, brown color. Did you get it figured out? Yeah, it was a fungal good. infection. I got some pills and it's cleared up. Oh, good. I'm so I glad you know. don't have that I'm... nasty fungus eating away at you anymore. <laughs> when I'm an aspen forest, I will be like integrating with the fungus like underground. Cause you know, like they've discovered all the fungus and like roots, they all talk to each other and send messages about which tree to send nutrients yes, to. And, it's and, wild. And, Wild. As well as the canopies of the trees fit together perfectly uh-huh. and transmit messages over these like synapses, kind I... of like synapses in our brain. It's the world is so fucking crazy cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to live long enough to just keep learning more shit. And I hope that yes. we just keep learning cool shit. And we are going to, well, unless we self-destruct but we are you're gonna live to 950 as you've already yes said um i'm i'm shooting for like pushing you know 99 to 100 i'd be pretty happy what is about 96 the queen of england died in 96 today oh it's like the new 27 club (laughs) you know today yes um, totally angela lansbury angela lansbury so it's like Jimi Hendrix, Mama Cass, Janis Joplin, Queen of England, James Angela Lansbury, yeah. and Marilyn Monroe. Well, no, she's in she's in neither one of those clubs. She died at thirty six, I think. Okay. So she's got her own club. We share the same birthday, by the way. Oh, really? Yes, June first. Gemini's in the house. Did not realize she was a June baby. Of course, I didn't realize. But no idea what her birthday was at all. So there you go. Last time Curry. I checked, last time Curry. I checked, I don't have anybody like in the upper echelon of stars and my birthday. Oh, really? I mean, certainly not like a plus plus list, like the most famous person that ever lived, like yeah. mine. <laughs> She's gotta be no. up there, right? No, Kim. No. Wait, 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 but think about it. Okay, quick, off the top of your head, who's the most first famous person that ever lived? Who comes to mind? Oh, wow. Charlemagne? From your perspective, of course. Charlemagne? <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> Socrates, Napoleon Bonaparte. Um, Abraham Lincoln, George Washington. Yeah, too short of a Very American. US. Yeah, uh, Attila the Genghis Hun. Khan. Genghis, Genghis is a Jesus good one. Jesus Christ, Muhammad. Oh, yeah, those guys, right. Um yeah. Buddha, Buddha, he's got to be the famous, most famous. Is Buddha. Buddha, but isn't Buddha like not a was kind of a person, but maybe a composite? I don't know. Don't yell at me, Hindus. Oh I'm, my I'm not... God! I've seen. Listen, look, I've seen the Keanu the monks, Reeves movie. Listen, all the monks in Tibet that listen to us, and I know there there's dozens of you. Send the hate mail now. I know you don't <laughs> send hate mail because you're Buddhist monks, but you know what? 
you can make an exception. Uh, yes, Budo is a real person. Guys, I've seen the Keanu Reeves movie, so can I get some respect? Bernardo Bertolucci's <laughs> um, The Last, what was it? No, that's The Last Emperor. That's a different movie. Never mind. Um, uh, yeah, that's The Last Emperor. Adam, is, about Adam a- is the most famous person. No, screw Adam. It's fucking rich. <laughs> I don't believe that shit. I was I, I'm the leftovers of some like broke down man. I don't think so. I sounds, sounds pretty realistic, not. Kim. Seems pretty realistic. I I don't think so. I I I chew up I chew up and spit out rib bones. I'm not a rib bone. Okay. I forgot the main reason I picked this article in the first place. Because we had nothing else, and we had no. It's something I oh, think oh. about constantly. I'm okay. very prepared. I. I actually reverse engineered looking for this article because I'm like, I'm I'm thinking about this subject of how yeah. I've become like supremely risk averse, but in like physical, physical things. Like, I see. I, I'm becoming so risk averse, but also comfortable with being risk averse. And it's like, I'm not going to do roller coasters. I'm not, I'm not going to be peer pressured into anything. I'm done. I'm done. That's interesting. Things that, that like are like, uh, extreme sense physical sensations like that kind of thing like uh, so what does that mean does that mean that you are more afraid to die because that's that's what i wonder am i because um um actually i'm also you, very uncomfortable beyond being afraid to die those really, things make me uncomfortable so i don't want to subject myself to them like i i used to have a tolerance when i was younger for certain things like i went repelling I could yeah. be I could be peer pressured into going on certain roller coasters and stuff, and now I'm just like no, and I don't know. I don't think it's it's maybe maybe subconsciously it's fear of death, but it's mostly like it's not enjoyable. So why do it? Well, wait a minute. I'm not take, enjoying this. I'm scared. We take risks every day. You mentioned roller coasters. Roller coasters are safe, but you drive a car every day. Do you, I, know. I mean, you break down the statistics on that. I, you're no you're absolutely right i mean some but maybe i'm just thinking about like what are considered extreme activities maybe driving should be considered that but but generally i'm a pretty safe driver i maintain distance blah 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 but things that i would be more willing to consider doing when i was younger i just know i have an example of someone that i know mm-hmm. a special friend and this special friend is much younger than me and was warned Okay, if you he's a scuba diver, if you scuba dive, you could he had had problems in the past with his ear, you could experience problems. And then he went away, scuba dive. It was amazing. And but now his ear is damaged and need needs surgery. It's really, you know, it's it kind of it sucks. Like, it's not really like he did anything wrong, but it's like you process risks that you're told about differently when you're younger. Yeah. So that to him, you know, knowing what he knew was an acceptable risk, but maybe to an older person, it might not be. And I think, yeah, I I agree. Like if somebody told me that and I had the same condition, I'd be like, hell no, I'm not taking this risk. Absolutely not at my age. Right. At your age. Yeah. But if you're really, really fucking young. Yeah. Yeah. The risk is is mitigated by you got like 70 more years to live, you know? Not to mention my conviction that I'm going to die by shark death. Uh, <laughs> At 
150. Yeah, that's you know going to be that's going to be what ends it. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I I but it all but at, at the same time, it's paired with a, I don't care if you think I'm a wuss or whatever for not doing this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I yeah. really don't give a crap what you opine at this point. So at least it's paired with that because people say oh, you haven't lived if you haven't skydived. I'm like, no, I've lived. Believe me. <laughs> I've done maybe more psychological skydiving than actual skydiving, but I've skydived. Oh, yeah. Psychological, sexual skydiving. One every 547 jumps results in an injury or death. Seems That's, about right. That is, is that a real statistic? No, I just made okay, that. Okay, because that is that would be way too uncomfortable, too close right? to comfort. Wow. I totally that up, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Kim, I know it's risky to tell you this, but we have to wrap up the podcast. Oh no, damn it. Damn it. I, I knew it would infuriate you. God damn it. And you did you risked it. <laughs> you did that at your age. Well, we know if Jen had been here, her risk left tolerance would probably be like. Point two out of 10. <laughs> I'm just going to get, I'm going to go out on a limb. Yeah, it's yes. possible. Um, but she does risky things like auditioning, which is a freaking nightmare. Oh. It's terrifying. So do you. So In New York. Yeah. Uh, we missed you, Jen. She will be back for our next half seat. I'm going to be traveling in uh, España. Oh well, my God. Really Catalonia. Really Catalonia. Uh, meu país d'origen. And um, so we're going to be putting out episodes as best we can while I'm away. But in the meantime, uh, be sure to follow us at Halfway There, the podcast on social medias. Yeah, we haven't been great about it. We're going to figure out a way to be better about <laughs> it. But if you donate to our Patreon, we can hire like a social media manager, somebody who can help out. Patreon is also at Halfway There, the podcast. Kim, should they write us about anything? They should write us about any and everything. Yeah, what are you going to do with your body when you die? Have mm. you signed your donor card? Do you mind if your cat or dog nibbles at your eyeballs <laughs> when you're dead? All that and more. Write us. And we're still taking relationship advice questions. I mean, people are not taking advantage of uh, this area of our expertise. That's so true. Between us, we have a combined 427 years of experience. <laughs> you do the math. That's what, but you just did the math, but, um, I did math. They can do math the other way. I, I, I added, they can divide. <laughs> All right, everybody divide using the common core method. <laughs> New math only. So good to catch up with you, Kim and our listeners. Likewise. And everybody remember to keep it perky. Keep it perky. Bye. Bye. This has been Halfway There, but it's also the end. The end of this episode of Halfway There. You get it. <laughs>